Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. I thank you so much for taking time to listen and share this podcast with anybody that you believe it would be a blessing to. It is always an encouragement to me to hear from listeners and to know that there's something that was shared that helped you to feel seen, helped you to feel heard, and then maybe, just maybe, there's something you could pass on to a family member, a loved one, just to help people become better helpers. And so if you are a survivor, this podcast by and large is geared to you and to helping you to feel seen and heard. If you are someone who is a helper and you really want to just know better so that you can do better, um, we welcome, we welcome you here and we're grateful that you are listening. So I just wanted to give a little bit of an update about Honor Project Movement. Super, super exciting season for us because the Christmas season tends to be a time when people just are pulling more deeply and giving more generously and we are so grateful that we are going to be able to finish up this year with our goals for 2022 reached which is really exciting and then we want to be able to go into 2023 with a little bit of extra so that we can be planning ahead. I do not form groups and offer services until the finances are fully funded. I don't want to tell people that we're going to be able to do something and then have to pull back. So always, always my motto is to under promise over deliver. And I really want that to be the case with our nonprofit. So as we have the resources to form the next DV crisis response group or the next divorce financial foundations group, when those resources are in the bank and they are available, then I will begin reaching out and inviting the women that I have already had um, a, a call with. So kind of the way that we are doing this process, because the group is so very large and the needs are always, always there, there has to be some type of a process to kind of funnel people from one thing to the next. So I am offering what we call resource coaching calls. And I just listen to women, share a little bit of their story, tell me where they are currently, and then we kind of assess what their most um, immediate needs are. And then I either refer them back to the Held and Healed group for resources, things that I've curated and organized inside of that group. If they are new to being separated and they need that DV crisis response group, I may suggest that. If they are in the parallel planning stage and they cannot leave yet, but they want to just start getting some things in order and understand their financial situation, then that's where the Divorce Financial Foundations group would come in. I also create inside of our group a monthly podcast study. So one month we studied nervous system regulation, which is a huge thing that most people do need tools and they need information about. Many people, most people do not understand how much the nervous system affects our everyday life and how much the nervous system has been affected by abuse and trauma. So learning how to regulate, calm, and soothe ourselves in the midst of everyday situations is a massive key. It's a huge key to becoming healed and whole. 
So that was the October podcast. November, we looked at just different words that are used against survivors to further harm them, especially within the context of church and religious settings. So we unpacked words like bitterness and forgiveness. What do those things actually mean? What is the expectation of, you know, Jesus when he talked about these things and just really untwisting scripture to help survivors feel that and to know that Jesus sees them and Jesus understands them and he is not beating them over the head and telling them they have to do X, Y, Z. So many churches shun survivors, victims, and they embrace the abusers. And so much of what is taught does that. And so we want to be a safe place for people to come and to be seen, heard, validated, understood. Um, another, I'm trying to think of what some of the other ones. I started doing these in June. So June, July, August, September, October, November. In December, I'm going to um, create a podcast study, which is all about how to get through the holidays and to have a healthier, happier, held and healed holiday. And even a podcast like this will be included in that list. So I pull from other people's resources, not just my own. So if I have interviewed someone and on a particular topic, I will share that interview and then I will share other resources in addition to. So you get a really just good, uh, rounded perspective from several different viewpoints on a specific topic. So that is a wonderful, wonderful way to grow in your healing journey. If you are in Held and Healed, just go to the search bar and type in podcast study and the ones that I have posted so far will pop right up and you can pick the topics that are most relevant to you. So in this season um, of navigating the holidays um, on our project movement also has done what we call Christmas blessings. So it's been fun to look back over my memories, Facebook memories over years prior because we have been doing this for the last couple years but we just decided to take it up a notch. So this year, our goal was to bless 100 mamas and kids. And I am very excited to say the provision has been there for that. And we may even be able to go over that number this year, which is really exciting. Again, um, just wanting women to know that they're not alone. And a practical way that we decided to do that was to give these mamas who are not local Um, giving them a $50 gift card for themselves and each of their children so that they could go out and choose some gifts. I know that $50 doesn't go far in today's economy. I'm fully aware of that. But, you know, get creative, use your imagination. I like to do things, when my kids were younger, I like to do things that help them to learn. And so we would do craft things and we would do um, books and things like that, the gifts that keep on giving And then if you have kids that are older or if you have an adult that can go with them, let them take your gift card and go pick out things for mom. And it's okay for mom to make a list of some things that she would like and and just make her needs known so that she gets some practical things that would bless her. And then locally, we are doing what we call a Christmas gathering. And at this point, we are already maxed out. We were going to serve 15 um, local moms this year. And what we're doing is taking donations that were given and purchasing gifts for the mothers that the kids can then pick out and put into a gift bag and give to their moms on Christmas Day. So the kids have a little bit 
of say when they pick a particular item out and um, they're going to be able to write a card out to their mamas and then when Christmas morning rolls around they can pull you know different things from this gift bag and give their mother several different gifts. Some are nicer bigger items and some are smaller items. Also each mother that participates in that event will be given a $50 gift card that she can go then and purchase gifts for her kiddos. We are um, partnering with a local nonprofit to create some festive, fun holiday food boxes to send home with these mamas. So I like to remember one of my favorite memories with my kids was doing movie picnics. And then when the holidays rolled around, we would do Christmas movie picnics by the light of the Christmas tree, put on a Christmas movie, lay our favorite holiday snacks out on a blanket, and sit there on the floor and watch a movie together. Super cozy and um, it was it's just a very much of a glimmer for me is remembering that. And so I asked that these boxes could have things like apples and oranges, meat and cheese, crackers, popcorn, hot cocoa, and just fun things like that that still have some nutrition to them but also festive fun that they could have their own movie night together. And then in addition to that, a local business has also offered to, um, to take care of the meal that we're having with these moms and kids. So I will just go to Costco, pick up platters, and keep it really simple and yet super delicious. So grateful for the collaboration of those um, businesses and nonprofits. I love, love, love connecting needs to resources. It's my happy place. So we are in the throes of this right now. And... With my health limitations, I can do just a little bit every day, and um, hopefully by the time it needs to happen, all these things will get done. So it's just a super exciting thing to uh, behold the generosity of people, and I encourage you to just give generously all year round, not just at Christmas, because the needs obviously are there all year round. So today, um, I just wanted to um, invite you. We just came out of Giving Tuesday. And um, we had a really good day. There was a certain goal that we had in mind. And I do think that we have reached that goal. But don't stop there because we still have some things till the end of the year that we need to get taken care of. So if you go um, to the link that I'm going to post here in the show notes, you can just click on the donation for Honor Project Movement. It'll take you directly to a PayPal giving fund link. Your gift is tax deductible and fee free when you give through that. And that will help us to finish up the year with these goals of getting these coaching counseling groups in effect. We also want to just have a surplus of funds available. Um, We're looking at creating crisis food boxes so that when a mama is in crisis and she just needs to get to safety, maybe she's going to be staying at a hotel or with a friend, or in a homeless shelter for a few days, we'll have these boxes ready to go. Um, Shelf stable, and we'll grab them, and on the way, I'll stop at the grocery store and grab some fresh fruit, a loaf of bread to throw into these boxes, and this will just give the moms a couple days worth of food to get her and the kiddos through. So um, your gift will help us to continue the work of all these things that we want to do to help these women. So just go to... um, honorprojectmovement.org, click on the donate tab, and or click the the tab here in the show notes. I want to share about a topic today that has become um, just very, very personal for me, 
and um, just want to help us navigate. So I'm speaking both to survivors and to helpers. So um, as a survivor, you will probably resonate with this. And then as a helper, there are going to be very practical things I'm going to share that you can implement um, to help people feel seen and heard. Not just during the holidays, but all year long. That that's that's the main thing is we need to establish relationships with people and care about them all year long so that if we do invite them to participate in something around the holiday, there's already a natural relationship there. People are probably not gonna be likely to accept an invitation to your home around the holidays if they don't already have a relationship with you because holidays by and large are for family, close-knit friends, and it just feels really awkward to go into situations with people who are strangers. So it's really important that we start all year long planting seeds, investing in people, loving on people so that when special holidays and events come around, there's already a relationship there and it feels very natural to accept an invitation. So we're going to talk about indifference today. And I was in conversation with a friend recently, and she said to me, people being indifferent to your suffering is harm. Let me read that again. People being indifferent to your suffering is harm. And that is a quote by my dear friend, Indy Sozo. So I was sharing with her about the holidays that were coming up and an invitation I had received and it was from someone that I had not heard from in a very long time. Had very little contact with all year long. Someone that I have asked, help me. Let me be a part of your family. Let me participate. Let me just, you know, I I miss my family. I miss having littles. I miss just all the things that, you know, we had and then we lose with abuse and with divorce and with separation and with empty nesting. And so I just said, you know, I don't feel like, you know, my boys are not available. I don't feel like I want to go into this situation. And she said, people being indifferent to your suffering is harm. And it just hit me. Someone does not have to flat out abuse me to harm me. They can be indifferent to my suffering. They can be indifferent to the abuse I've endured. They can be indifferent to the chronic illness that I have been suffering for seven years. And that is why I would go to things with these people and then leave feeling more alone than when I went more alone than when I went. Okay. And we don't want that. We want to go into situations where we feel safe. We feel seen, heard, regulated, and we leave feeling like somebody actually noticed us. Right. So I looked up the word indifferent in WordNick, which is an online search, and I wanted to define it. So having no particular interest or concern, having no marked feeling for or against, being apathetic, not empathetic, apathetic, not mattering one way or another, unimportant in material. And I realized, oh my gosh, that's how I feel. I feel that I'm unimportant to these people. I feel that I am immaterial. They sent a token invitation because it's a holiday, but I'm not on the radar any other time. That makes me super, super sad. Okay. And then I looked up the word apathetic and it is defined as feeling or showing a lack of interest or concern, being indifferent, circling back to that, feeling or showing little or no emotion, unresponsive, void of feeling. I do not ever want to call someone to feel that I think that they are unimportant, that they are immaterial. I do not want to lack emotion or be unresponsive to the feelings of other people. 
I also looked up the quote, which has been attributed to Edmund Burke, but there is some discrepancy. It may or may not have been his quote. However, the quote goes, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Not really sure at this point who said that quote originally. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. But my question is, are you truly a good man or a good woman if you stand by and you watch evil and do not do anything? So I would rephrase this. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for people to be indifferent to your suffering. That's how I would reframe that one. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for others to be indifferent to your suffering. And so I just challenge you, if you are someone who is aware of abuse within your family system or abuse within your church or abuse within your workplace and you're standing by and you are not taking a stand against that, you are being indifferent and you are contributing to the harm of others. Your silence is agreement with what's happening. Your silence is agreement. Now, sometimes it's not safe to publicly confront the abuser, but it is always good to take the person who is being harmed aside later and give them a hug and say, you know what, I'm not okay with what just went down and I need you to know that. I'm not exactly sure how to address this. I don't know how to address this, but I want you to know at least that I see you and I hear you. That's a start. That is a start. But I also believe that when offenses are public, the correction can be public as well. And you can simply look at that person, a family member, a boss, a church leader, and say, I am not comfortable with how you just spoke to her. That would be tremendous, a tremendous step in the right direction. And I also just realized in recent years, this truth is that neutrality is always siding with the abuser. So when abuse is present and someone is being hurt by another person, if you choose neutrality, you are always choosing the abuser. I remember specifically something that happened to me at a church that I attended and people were aware of what was going on in my home. And someone walked up to me and gave me this very trite pat on the shoulder. It was it just makes me feel cringy right now just to remember this. Um, patted me on the shoulder and said, we love you both. Knowing full well that there was abuse going on in my home, horrendous abuse, and said, we love you both. And what that person was saying is we're not going to take sides. And what she was doing, in essence, was siding with my abuser. So just know that when you choose neutrality, you are always, always siding with the abuser. So I don't like to just present the problem. I like to present solutions to problems. So we know that this is a problem. We know that victims of abuse in their homes, in their churches, in their communities, we know that they feel alone. We know that they feel cast out. We know that they feel dread looking at the holiday. They may not have finances to get through the holiday. Um, I just want to put a plug in here. We have maxed out what we can do right now for Christmas blessings. But if you are aware of someone who has a need, just go on Facebook and with their permission, anonymously say, I have a dear friend who is going through a hard time. You do not need to show, share details. Please do not share details. That is not honoring of the person. It does not keep them anonymous. It does not protect them. But just say, I have a sweet friend who is a mama of three kids going through a hard time. If you would like to bless her this holiday season, message me. 
And people usually will respond to this. And they may Venmo you or PayPal you. And make sure that the money you get and you receive goes to this mama. It may be for gift cards, for gifts. It may be for groceries. You can figure out um, what she tells you her, her deepest needs are and bless her. So even though on our project may be maxed out of what we can do for this holiday season, the needs keep rolling in. And what I'm encouraging people to do now is go take care of this. It will bring you so much joy. I can't even explain the joy that comes from knowing that I helped somebody else during their time of need. So just put it on Facebook. People, again, this time of year tend to be more generous. And they, if you're a trustworthy person, they're going to trust you with the resources to go make sure that this mama has food. She has gifts for her kiddos. Let her be the one to pick them out if she wants to. If she's overwhelmed and she can't get out to shop, just ask her what the kids need and go pick the things up. Deliver it. Let her present it as a gift from her to her kiddos. So that's just a little side note. So what's the opposite of indifferent? And I just grabbed a couple of anonyms. There were hundreds listed, but here are a few of my favorites. To be curious, to be compassionate, to be interested, to be passionate, fervent, enthusiastic, sympathetic, empathetic. So if you want to be a person who is not indifferent to the suffering of others or indifferent to the situations that people around you are going through, become curious, become compassionate, display empathy and sympathy and get in there and do something practical. You may not have $500 right now to bless a family for Christmas, but I would guess that if you get on social media within a couple days, you can raise that much money to bless a mom with groceries and gift cards. Just try it. Trust me. It's amazing. It's amazing. So what are some practical ways that you can show up and you care? So it's really important, as I stated before, that you're present all year long. Don't just show up for the holidays. Because if you don't already have an established relationship with someone, they're going to be like, who are you? What are you doing? This is weird. So think about less lesser, I guess, lesser holidays or events or just everyday moments where you can be involved in people's lives. Check in regularly with a simple text or send a card in the mail. Invite people into your lives for family dinners, for Sunday dinners, for a game night, for a picnic or a swim day. If you own a pool in your home and you know of a single mom, um, who is, you know, lacking resources and doesn't have the money to go get a pass uh, for the local, you know, public pool, invite them over for a swim day. Invite them over for a picnic. Meet them in a park. Just establish relationships in very neutral, natural settings so that when the holidays roll around, it is just a continuation of a relationship that you already have with someone to say, hey, you know, on Christmas Eve, we're just having some appetizers and desserts. Would you and the kiddos like to come over and watch a Christmas movie or play some games? Probably will happen that she will accept that invitation. Um, offer to help with things throughout the year. So there are a lot of things that single women, survivor mamas need help with that you could give 30 minutes or you could give an hour. 
You can establish the boundary of what your limitation is. That's absolutely fine. We know that you are busy and you have a lot going on in your lives. So just say, hey, I have 30 minutes that I'm going to be driving by your house on such and such a day. What is something that I could help you? So for me, it was asking a friend to come help me carry my Christmas decorations from the upstairs to the downstairs. I didn't want to work her into the ground. I didn't want her to decorate and do everything. But her and her son showing up and carrying 10, 12 boxes from the upstairs to the downstairs saved me 10 or 12 trips up and down the stairs. It was so helpful. And what I decided is I was just going to do a little bit every single day until my decorating was done. So I've just done an hour here, an hour there, and when it's done, it's done. And I have not pushed myself to get it all done in one single day. Um, Yard work is something that a lot of us need help with. Decorating for the holidays. If um, you don't want to decorate alone and you don't have anybody, just invite somebody over, put on some Christmas music and warm up some hot chocolate and decorate. What I do is I take a picture and show my friends like where I like things to be placed and then they can just go on last year's decorations and there's no questions and you don't have to think too hard. Deliver a meal to a mama. Find out you know what their family likes to eat if there's food allergies and drop off a meal or offer to babysit. Um, if a mama, there comes my train, I apologize. There's nothing I can do about it. <clears throat> if a mama is hesitant to allow you to um, babysit, don't be insulted by that. A lot of women have come out of horrifically abusive situations and they want to make sure that their kiddos are safe. So if you offer to babysit and it's not, you know, something that she feels comfortable with, that is okay. But maybe she would be comfortable with you coming over to her house and keeping an eye on the kids while she gets something done. So just... There's so many ways that we can show up, um, caroling, baking Christmas cookies and dropping them off, just leaving a basket of something on her front porch with festive things. If you're like me, you love essential oils and we have one called Christmas Spirit. Just putting that in the diffuser and smelling that makes me happy. So maybe you could drop off some essential oils or um, just something that makes a wreath, a holiday wreath with, with natural, you know, greenery that makes the house smell good. There are just so many things that we can do to make someone feel seen. And for years and years and years, on Christmas morning, as we were leaving our home and headed to my dad's home for a Christmas brunch, I would always have at least one, two, or three women who are single that I would drop a gift off, a card, just something to let them feel seen on Christmas morning because so many people are utterly alone during the holiday season. And I tell you, there is nothing that gets me in the holiday spirit more than blessing someone else and bringing cheer to someone else. So we are here to stomp indifference. We are here to say indifference be gone. We want to see people. We want to hear people. We want to give them value and honor during the holidays and all year long. So this is my challenge to anyone who 
um, feels unseen and unheard, you are not alone. Please join the Held and Healed community on Facebook because we will do practical things all year long and all month long during the holidays to help you feel seen and heard. Most holidays, I do a live check-in in the group where we just hang out for 30, 45 minutes and we feel a sense of community with one another. Um, if you are someone who knows of survivors in your midst and maybe they're in your home or your church or your neighborhood, there is something you can do today. You don't have to spend a bunch of money to let people feel seen and heard. You don't have to um, spend hours and hours and hours to let someone know that you see them and you care about them. So establish what your boundary is financially or what your boundary is with your time and then offer that to that person who needs to feel seen and needs to feel heard. If you do not have the resources to give another family a beautiful Christmas, jump on social media and say, hey, I have a sweet friend. You don't have to say that she is going through a divorce. You don't have to say that she's separated. You don't have to say any of that. Just say, I have a sweet friend who is so deserving of help. If you would like to help in any way, here are some things you can drop off at my house or here is my Venmo link or my PayPal link and I will make sure she's taken care of. So let's let's blast indifference and let's show curiosity and compassion and interest and passion and fervor and enthusiasm and sympathy and empathy for people around us. Think of people who are shut in. Think of people who um, are sick and cannot get out. Think of people who have spouses in the military um, and they feel so alone right now. This is the time of year that we can do above and beyond, but then all year long, I encourage us to be empathetic, curious, and compassionate. So thank you so much for your time, and I pray that this helps just to get a ball rolling inside of you, something you can do um, in the month of December, something you can do all year long, just to constantly be aware of people around us and caring and sharing and giving from our overflow if we have it. And I always say I do not have endless resources, but what I do have are very generous friends. And when I present a need, it's always filled, always filled. And I love being that middle person that gets to connect the needs to the resources anonymously. The need remains anonymous and the giver remains anonymous. And I love the humility of people the true generosity of people. They don't want their name on it. They just want to make sure that people are loved, seen, and cared for. So I pray for a held and healed, happy and healthy holiday for you and yours. And I will check in again in December. Blessings.